Welcome everybody to episode number 263 of the one and only Sean Sports Stop Podcast. On this episode, as usual, First thing has to do with football. This is, in my opinion, breaking news. It has to be covered under this section. that um we are transitioning to more football my los angeles Watching that play, I was pretty convinced that Baker Mayfield made a really nice, tough play and threw a touchdown pass pretty much as time was expiring. It looked to me like the Browns receiver, you know, cut the ball for a touchdown, but I wasn't sure who it was. But it looked to me as if the Rams defender, the guy that was covering the Browns receiver, I, for, I forgot these guys' names. Um, it was, um, yeah, it, it looked as if he just ripped the ball out of the receiver's hands, which was just, he, he just bullied the ball out of his hands. Is what, That's what it looked like to me. Uh, this was a big win for the Rams. Considering the fact that they were extremely hyped up coming into the placed on them to win the Super Bowl. With that, we are switching gears to more football. So bad news, Daniel Jones was dropping dimes, and that was great for the Giants, but some big, big news in terms of injuries. Bad news. According to Adam Schefter of ESPN, Saquon Barkley could miss 
quote, anywhere from four to eight weeks after an MRI revealed a high ankle sprain. Per Schefter, per Schefter, the, quote, longer timeline is considered more likely. Schefter noted the Giants have a week 11 bye, which would give him eight weeks to recover and come back for the final six games. So if the Giants will be, you know, an average team, him coming back will definitely be a huge boost for them. I don't see the Giants as a playoff team this year, but uh, we'll see. Uh, so this was, a, this was obviously a huge loss for the Giants. Saquon Barkley is definitely their best player now that Odell Beckham Jr. has been traded. But, man, this begs the question. What if the Giants never traded OBJ? They would have Daniel Jones, a very solid young quarterback, with Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, arguably the best running back in football, and Odell Beckham Jr., who's arguably the best wide receiver in football. That would be an exciting young offense, and yeah, that would be that'd be very fun to watch. So now transitioning to some college basketball, more controversy in the world of college basketball. One of the nation's best men's college basketball programs is facing serious charges from the NCAA. more is that Bill Self is facing a head coach responsibility charge. The men's basketball program wasn't the only one impacted as the football team was charged with less serious level two violations that include allowing an additional coach to work during practice, which that is really not a big deal in my opinion. Director of Athletics Jeff Long released a statement defending Self saying, quote, obviously we are disappointed in the allegations leveled against our men's basketball programs as well as our self-reported violations from the previous football staff. We strongly disagree with the allegations regarding men's basketball. We fully support Coach Self and his staff, and we will vigorously defend the allegations against him and our university. As for the football violations, we fully met the requirements and our responsibility to the NCAA by self-reporting the violations when our compliance procedures uncovered the issues. I am confident in our process to respond to the allegations and look forward to resolving the matter. Meanwhile, Self suggested Kansas is merely a scapegoat for the NCAA while denying the allegations. But he came out firing, saying, quote, by the NCAA's own admission through its public statements early this summer, it's no secret that there is a tr- that there is tremendous pressure on the NCAA to respond to the federal court proceedings involving college basketball. Compelled to reassure member institutions and the general public that it can place its member institutions, the NCAA enforcement staff has responded in, in an unnecessarily aggressive manner in submitting today's un- unsubstantiated uh, notice of allegations, and I, as well as the university, will vigorously dispute what has been alleged. Given Kansas' state as a blue-blood basketball program with annual national championship aspirations, any penalties such as postseason bans or loss of scholarships or things of that nature would definitely be the most significant on-court development in the FBI's investigation into college basketball corruption. The Yahoo report noted that the recruiting of Billy Preston and Silvio DeSousa is directly tied into the Level 1 violations because Adidas consultant TJ Gasnella testified he paid DeSousa's guardian... Steve Volkrod of the Kansas City Star summarized uh, the process that led to this notice of allegations, pointing out NCAA Vice President of Regulatory Affairs Stan Wilcox said in June at least six schools would receive notice of Level 1 violations 
North Carolina State, which is another Adidas school, received one on July 10th that featured two level one violations. So it's not as if Kansas is being picked on here. Although the NCAA might be overreacting to show the FBI that they're complying with their investigation. switching gears to some NBA basketball. Andre Gudala and the Memphis Grizzlies are working toward a solution, though the end is not imminent. According to the Daily Memphians' Chris Harrington, the two sides have agreed uh, to Iguodala skipping the Grizzlies' training camp while the team seeks a trade partner. Quote, Iguodala will remain on the Grizzlies' roster likely, likely well into the season. However, the team agreed the veteran can continue private workouts at a location of his choosing, while Memphis pursues trades involving the former Golden State Warrior and NBA Finals MVP. Harrington's update comes two weeks after a report from Shams Cherania of The Athletic and Stadium that said Memphis wanted a Gudala at training camp and was, quote, refusing right now to engage in a buyout. So it looks like things have changed. Gudala doesn't want to play for the Grizzlies. Seems like they want to trade him. I'd love to have him on my Lakers, but... season in the NBA. How it plays out. Uh, now tra- transitioning to more football. This was the Monday night football matchup last night. The Chicago Bears extended their modest early winning streak to two games on Monday with a 31-55 victory over the Washington Redskins. Despite some offensive struggles in the beginning, the defending NFC North champions are 2-1 and one, and right behind the undefeated Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions in the division race. Uh, the Mitchell Trubisky and Taylor Gabriel combination torched Washington secondary, while Khalil Mack was Khalil Mack, and he just went off. You know, three tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles. Khalil Mack is the real deal. Still dumbfounded as to why the Oakland Raiders decided to trade him to Chicago. The Redskins are now 0-3, and they're already three games behind the Dallas Cowboys. They were... Bears are these last couple of years have been a different team from years past, and they're definitely they're definitely a force to be reckoned with. So, switching gears to more NFL, more more injuries. The injuries in the NFL don't stop. Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton could be out quote a while due to his foot injury, according to the Athletic's Joe Person. Person reported Newton is dealing with a Liz Frank injury and surgery is not currently in the plans for the recovery process. He's been down since injuring his foot during Carolina's third preseason, preseason game on the 22nd of August. Initially, it was diagnosed as a left midfoot strain, but he did not let that injury keep him from opening the season on the Sunday. He started the first two games of the season, completing over 56% of his passes for almost 600 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Carolina went 0 2 during that time. And to be honest, I'm Carolina. I don't think anything. I'm taking as much time as you want. to play for uh, for them. So transitioning to more basketball, pretty crazy how LaMelo Ball has shot up the draft big board. 
due to his due to his um, just stellar play. So his representatives are reportedly negotiating a sneaker deal as he prepares to enter the 2020 NBA draft. According to ESPN's Jonathan Giovanni, Ball was not seen wearing any big baller brand merchandise during the recent NBL Blitz preseason tournament in Australia, but he did wear Nike gear. Ball's camp has reportedly already been negotiating with multiple brands, and it isn't yet clear which shoe he will wear in the NBA. His father, LeVar Ball, was highly involved when LaMelo's older brother, Lonzo Ball, went number two overall to the Lakers in the 2017 NBA draft. LeVar also made Lonzo the face of big baller brand, which in hindsight... Hindsight probably wasn't the best of decisions for LeVar, or at least for Lonzo. But the company has enjoyed, as I said, minimal, minimal success, and Lonzo has since moved on. Uh, with regard to LaMelo, LeVar has reportedly had, quote, minimal contact with his son's uh, Illawarra Hawks team, and LaMelo's high school coach, former NBA player Jermaine Jackson, has taken over as his trainer and mentor. And that makes perfect sense. He was, you know, Jermaine Jackson was uh, LaMelo's coach at the Spire Academy in, in Ohio, former NBA player, so he knows what's up, he knows what he's doing. LaMelo is reportedly establishing himself as one of the top prospects in the 2020 NBA draft class, especially after recently registering 19 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists against the Perth Wildcats, who won the NBL championship last season. So he put up 19, 13, and 7 against the defending NBL champions. Uh, one anonymous NBA executive suggested Ball has a chance to go number one overall in the 2020 draft, Kurt Giovanni, saying, quote, pick he completely changed my perception of the type of prospect he is and all of the background info i gathered here from his coaches and teammates paint a very different story of what i thought about him off the court as well also a scout compared him to dallas mavericks guard and reigning nba rookie of the year luka Doncic, based on quote his size his feel and his creativity and i definitely agree with that sentiment lamello ball is at this point a six seven point guard who moves going to be doing too much self-promotion because I deserve to give you guys the content I've been after a while. I mean, this last story is pretty ridiculous in my opinion. Stating the obvious apparently costs $50,000 in the NBA. According to Shams of Stadium and The Athletic, the league fined the Milwaukee Bucks after general manager John Horst told fans at a town hall event that Bucks that the Bucks plan to offer Giannis Antetokounmpo a Supermax extension when they're eligible to do so. Horst uh, referenced how league rules prevent Milwaukee from formally discussing the specifics regarding what it would offer onto Zakupo. By even, by even saying a Supermax will be on the table, he ran afoul of the guidelines. ESPN's Malik Andrews shared the league's official statement, which said, quote, Teams cannot commit to offer a Supermax extension prior to the summer following a player's seventh season in the NBA. Giannis becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2021, and the Bucks will be allowed to um, officially begin negotiations next summer. So... This to me is just ridiculous. It's not like this is the Lakers, uh, you know, or Magic Johnson or the Lakers or the Clippers or the Knicks coming out and saying, yeah, we're going to try to sign Giannis. This is the Milwaukee Bucks, the team that he has played for his whole career, the team that he is currently under contract with, the team that he seems like he wants to resign with, saying, yeah, we're going to do our best to resign Giannis, one of the best players, if not the arguably the best player in the NBA in the world. It's just ridiculous. How could it be? Who are they tampering? I, I just don't understand this. And with that, um, with all that said, now 15 minutes and 40 seconds into the, into the episode, a bit of a short one today, I'm going to cover the rest of the week three matchups in the football season. 
Starting on, uh, let's see, the Dallas Cowboys, they took care of business, destroyed the Miami Dolphins 31-6. Cowboys are now 3-0, Dolphins are 0 Interceptions. Zach Prescott had a great game. The Buffalo Bills beat the Cincinnati Bengals 21 to 17. The Bills are now surprisingly 3 and 0. Bengals are 0 and 3. Josh Allen threw a touchdown and an interception with 243 yards. Uh, the New England Patriots, you know, kept doing their thing with a 30 to 14 win over the New York Jets. Now 3 and 0 on the season. The Jets are 0 and 3 as well. The Minnesota Vikings destroyed the Oakland Raiders at home 34 to 14. Uh, the Vikings are now 2-1, while the Raiders fall to 1-2. Derek Carr threw for two touchdowns on 250 yards. Kirk Cousins even threw a touchdown, so good on you, Mr. Cousins. The Green Bay Packers beat the Denver Broncos 27-16. They're 3-0. The Broncos are surprisingly 0-3. Joe Flacco did not throw a single touchdown in that game. Aaron Rodgers, though, did throw one himself. Giants and Bucks I covered. The Houston Texans beat the Los Angeles Chargers 27-20. Texans are now 2-1, while the Chargers are 1-2. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-20. Now, this is not something I thought I would say coming into the season. The 49ers are 3-0, while the Steelers are 0-3. Mason Rudolph, in his first ever start, threw, threw, two, threw two touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo did not have a great game, but he did throw for almost 300 yards with a touchdown. But two interceptions really hurt him and his fantasy owners. The New Orleans Saints... Edge the Seattle Seahawks uh, 33-27 in a slugfest. Both teams are now 2-1 after this game. Teddy Bridgewater proved he belongs with almost 200 yards and two interceptions. Um, almost 200 yards and two touchdowns, excuse me, no interceptions. The Carolina Panthers uh, beat up the Arizona Cardinals 38-20. Kyle Allen, the backup for Cam Newton, threw for four touchdowns and almost 300 yards. Kyler Murray threw two touchdowns. Threw two touchdowns and th two interceptions and attempted 43 passes, but the Cardinals fall to 0-2-1 on the season. The Kansas City Chiefs held off the belt held off the Baltimore Ravens 33-28. They're now 3-0, while the Ravens are 2-1. The Ravens put up 28 points with no with no touchdowns of any kind from Lamar Jackson, so that's very surprising. Patrick Mahomes did his thing, almost 400 yards thrown with three touchdowns and no picks. The Indianapolis Colts edged the Atlanta Falcons 27-24. They're now 2-1 in their first season without Andrew Luck, while the Falcons are 1-2. Matt Ryan, though, did throw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns with one pick. Jacoby Brissett threw for 300 yards as well with two touchdowns and no interceptions. And lastly, in the biggest surprise of all, the Detroit Lions came to Philadelphia and beat the Eagles on the road 27-24. They're now 2-0-1, while the Eagles are 1-2. Matthew Stafford with over 200 yards and a touchdown. Carson Wentz had a great game, but it wasn't enough for the Eagles as he had almost 260 yards with two touchdowns and no picks. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is all we have for this episode of Sean Sports Talk. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, I'll see you all in the next one. Peace.